If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Hey, welcome from Commando.com. This is Commando On Demand, where we talk to industry movers and shakers to keep you up to date on everything digital. First up, I'd like to say a quick thank you to the partners who help make these Commando On Demand podcasts possible. I'm sure you've seen the videos, the big Apple announcements. Well, it happens every June in the Worldwide Developers Conference. Yes, it's where all the geeks of the week and the Apple fanboys and girls, they just head to Cupertino to find out what's new. It's the place where you hear things like this. Today is all about software. We're going to get started with iOS. You guessed it, iOS 12. Now, I don't know about you, but when I hear about a new operating system, part of me is like, oh, no, it's going to happen again. We're going to install a new OS and it's just not going to work. Well, as it turns out, Apple's iOS 12, it's almost exactly like iOS 11. Well, kind of, you'll see in this podcast, but it's also way faster. You'll see that apps launch up to 40% faster. The keyboard can come up up to 50% faster, and you can slide to take a photo at up to 70% faster. Yes, 70% faster, that's what we want. I know, we get all these faster and new things, but we still type slow as molasses. All right, iOS 12 comes loaded with a lot of fun, useful, good things, and even some wacky technology. So we're introducing a new app and it's called Measure. It makes it really easy to measure objects, detect rectangles and get their dimensions, and measure lines along surfaces by just tapping and dragging out a line like that. Yep, there it goes, the old school tape measure. Now, if you are into fun. This delivers true multi-user augmented reality. You and the people around you will be able to see your own perspective on a common virtual environment. That's a giant leap for gamers, but you can apply the same tech, well, just about anywhere. And it's coming soon, folks. This year, we're making photos even better. We have an all new tab. It's called For You, like featured photos, highlighting a photo that you took on this day in past years. I can't wait to tell you more about photos, but here's a hint. You ready? You don't have to be a genius at Photoshop and photo editing anymore. Yes. I'm thrilled today to announce the arrival of the era of Memoji. With Memoji, you can create your very own personalized Animoji. These Animoji can look like you or the real you. Imagine an animated, movable you, complete with a lifelike tongue and even eye detection. That's right. If you like your Animoji, you're gonna love this one. Your videos, your photos, and your messages will never be the same. But I will tell you, I have sent some of these emojis to some family members and friends, and the response that I get all the time is, oh, geez, Kim, get a life. But these are just a few new features in iOS 12. I've got tons more to tell you about. And by the end of this podcast, 
you are going to be an Apple iOS 12 expert. Yes, give yourself a pat on the back, a round of applause. You're gonna know what's in it, what's not in it, and all the hidden features that you might not ever find about otherwise. Because when it comes to technology, it's not like these gadgets and gizmos get shipped with that user manual. And even if they had a user manual, who the heck is gonna read it? Well, I guess I would. When I have questions about anything Apple, I call my longtime friend, Rob Walsh. All right, let me tell you about Rob. Rob is a longtime Apple iOS expert. He actually started the first podcast about Apple gadgets before the first iPhone even came out. I'm telling you, he's a pioneer. He's a podcasting expert and was inducted into the Podcasting Hall of Fame in 2016. So as you might gather, he knows a lot about podcasting and he knows a lot about Apple and the inside scoop on what's hot in the new iOS and what's not. All right, before we get to all of that, I want to take a moment to recognize one of our partners who help us bring you these Commando On Demand podcasts, because I've got to tell you about my toothbrush from Quip. All right, I know you might be thinking, Kim, you're so excited about a toothbrush. Well, I am, because think about it. You've had parents and teachers and dentists telling you how to brush your teeth your whole life. And it seems like everybody has a different technique. One thing that they all can agree on is that you have to brush your teeth for a full two minutes. I've been telling my son Ian that for years. Ah, but not anymore. I have a Quip and so does Ian. Quip is electric. It's small, it's light, it's sleek. There's a built-in two minute timer that pulses every 30 seconds to remind you, are you ready for it? Yes, switch sides. You don't have to guess anymore. With Quip, new brush heads are automatically delivered just like the dentists recommend every three months for just $5. So you can just forget about it. Try Quip and see why it's backed by more than 20,000 dental professionals and me and my son Ian. We both love our Quip. Quip starts at just $25. That's it. Visit getquip.com tech right now and you're going to get a deal. You get your first refill pack for free with any Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free. Yes, absolutely free. Head over to getquip.com slash tech. That's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash tech. So, Rob, thank you so much for doing this. I'm looking at a picture of you uh, that you were inducted into the Podcasting Hall of Fame. I didn't know that podcasting was that old that we could have a Hall of Fame. Oh, uh, well, you know, get enough marketing people together in <laughs> the Hall of Fame. Just... So we're 14 years into this space now. Wow. All right. So you were doing podcasting long before anybody else knew about podcasting, huh? Yeah, I was doing it before even Apple supported it. So it was back in the early days that, you know, it was the bearskin and flint knife period of podcasting. <laughs> so what made you get into it? Uh, I was one of those people that wanted to be on the radio, but was talked out of it by his relatives who owned a radio station said, don't, whatever you do, don't go into radio, go into engineering, be an engineer. So then podcasting came around and said, oh, this would be a nice hobby. You know, is what I want to do. So I just kind of did it on, uh, as a hobby and then the hobby became a career. So, and what do you do now? I've been podcasting for 14 years. Uh, my first podcast was Podcast 411. And then uh, that was inter about interviewing other podcasters. And then my second podcast was to a little niche podcast, which is going to cover this little tiny one gadget called the iPhone. And I launched it as an excuse to buy an iPhone back in April of 2007, before the iPhone launched. And it's the longest running podcast that covers the iPhone and iOS. And that's what's really interesting is that you can specialize in podcasting, like in one particular topic. 
Before we talk about iOS 12, give me some examples, because you're on top of this whole podcasting arena, of some specialty podcasts that when you heard their names and what their focus was, you kind of shook your head and said, I'm not so sure that's going to work. And then it did. Chameleon Breeders Podcast. Wait, say that again? The Chameleon Breeders Podcast. It's a podcast geared for chameleon breeders, not people that own chameleons. No, no, no. That's too broad a subject topic. This is just for people that are breeding chameleons. And he has 800 listeners per episode. (laughs) You know what? I I can't say that I've ever met a chameleon breeder in my entire life. Yeah. And, and, well, they're out there. So the chameleons come someplace that, you know, he has this podcast that's geared towards them. And, I mean, it's a niche of a niche. And he does very well with it. Um, He actually makes money from the podcast because... I guess if you want to sell into that community, where else are you going to go? Right? <laughs> yeah. Hi, we're trying to reach uh, people 3554 who breed chameleons. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, and that's the beauty of podcasting. You don't even have to say demographics anymore. It all becomes about psychographics uh, a lot of times for things like that. So, you know, if you're interested in breeding chameleons or you want to reach chameleon breeders, doesn't matter how old they are, how young they are, what age, race, nationality. If they're interested, it's a psychographic match. Boom. And it shows the show for you. All right. Let's talk about iOS 12 because, mm-hmm. you know, I have listened to your podcast. And for okay. uh, any of our listeners now to this podcast, if you're trying to keep up to date on all things Apple, all things iPhone, uh, Rob's the guy to go to. And we'll tell you how you can tap into and subscribe to his podcast later on in this episode. But let's talk about iOS 12. Is it a bunch of hype or do you see it as really a movement for Apple? Well, I like to always tell people, first off, it's codenamed inside Apple iOS 11.5 because that's kind of what it really is. It's not a true full upgrade as we've come to know. It's kind of a pseudo upgrade. It's kind of halfway there, which is not a bad thing. Because in the past with iOS 11, I couldn't tell people to upgrade to iOS 11 until we got to 11.1 because all the the versions before that, 11.0.1, 0.1, 0.2, the multiple double dot updates had so many bugs in it. And it wasn't until you got to 11.1.1, I think it was, where you really felt comfortable telling people, go ahead and upgrade. iOS 12 runs on all the devices that runs iOS 11 runs. So it really is like 11.5. And Apple really did focus more about optimization and speed. I mean, even if you go to Apple's website, the first thing they talk about isn't about the new features. The first thing they talk about on Apple's own website is all about performance. So they talk about performance. You have to scroll before you finally get to something about features in iOS 12 on Apple's own website. So Apple designed iOS 12 to be more about making the devices run better and it run on all the same devices iOS 11. This is not a bad thing. Uh, There are some really cool features in iOS 12, but there's not as many new features in iOS 12 as there have been in previous updates. So with iOS 12, it is all about speed. Before we get into some of those features, what do you think about how some people believe that Apple actually pushes these iOS updates down so that it forces people to upgrade their hardware. Yeah, people say that, but there's no proof of that. And a matter of fact, if you actually look, Apple supports their devices with upgrades longer than any other manufacturer. So you know, Apple will go many, many years. And iOS 12 is a perfect example that goes back to you know iPhone 5S can still run uh, iOS 12. 
no other manufacturers support with new upgrades as long as Apple does. And that's an interesting point because people will call my show and they'll say, hey, Kim, you know, well, I have a 1956 truck that still works. How come my iPhone 3 doesn't work anymore? I'm like, well, you know, kind of different technology there, buddy. Just not the same thing. Yeah, it really it isn't. And if you have to compare apples to androids in, in this environment. And when you really look at Apple to androids, Apple does do a better job supporting long term the life of a device. When you get that device, you can hold on to it longer. I mean, there, there's no reason right now, for example, if you have an iOS 8 device to upgrade to an iOS 10 device. I had someone email me this morning saying, hey, you know, which which of the iOS 10 devices do you recommend? I'm, I have an 8 plus and it served me well. Uh, stay with it. Uh, maybe Apple doesn't want to hear you say that, but I, I, the one person on Apple stage actually got up there this year and said, you want to help the environment? Don't upgrade so often. <laughs> There's the answer, buddy. Okay. Yeah. She's getting a big Christmas bonus this year. <laughs> Very good. All right. Let's talk about 12 new things for iOS 12. First on my list, because, you know, I'm a lover of all things digital, right? And I do admit to being a Mac gal. I wasn't for a long time, but when the first iPhone came out, that's when I officially made the switch and I have never gone back. As a matter of fact, it's hard for me to actually sit down at a Windows computer anymore because it's totally different. First on my list, I'd like to talk about notifications. Because my son's 17 and he came to me and he said, you know, mom, I did something and I followed your lead and I don't want to really admit it to you, but my life is so much better since I've turned off all of my Snapchat notifications. <laughs> because we look at the kid's phone, it's like every other second, it's like bing, 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 bing. And I'm like, Ian, focus and finish and turn off the notifications. So with iOS 12, we have some new ways that we can do instant tuning. We can deliver the notifications quietly. And also you can tap back, which is kind of cool. I think the group notification is nicer. I have Apple's uh, folio case. I like the folio case. When I flip it open and I look down at the screen, it's not all Slack. You know, it's not 50 Slack messages. It's it, they're grouped together. So to me, that is a nicer feature. And then I can see right above that Slack message is a voicemail message and things that would have gotten lost before because it got pushed down because one application took over um, or you have one string that goes crazy and it pushes everything else down and you miss something that was actually important. So I think more than anything else, the group notifications allow something that was important that previously would have gotten pushed down to still be there visible. So you also like that folio case? I love the folio case. <laughs> yeah, because, well, here's, a, here's what I say to people. If you left your house without your wallet, would you go back and get it? If you left your house without your smartphone, would you go back and get it? Well, I wouldn't go back for my wallet, but I'll go back for my smartphone, so I don't, <laughs> right? So now my smartphone is my wallet. My uh, driver's license and my credit card are in there and $20, $40, I keep that in there. And I have my wallet on the side, but I almost never take my wallet with me anymore. Now it's just, I grab my phone and the folio case and I go. And I'll tell you, yesterday I went on a run and I figured I'll stop by the grocery store and pick up some sushi on the way back, right? And I walked into the grocery store. I thought to myself, you know what? I don't have my wallet, but I have my phone. And then it hit me like, oh, Apple Pay. How cool is that? Right? And and I, and I love Apple Pay and I use it everywhere I can, but it's still not, you know, if I go to Target, can't use it there. Uh, so there's still some places, unfortunately, that Apple Pay doesn't work out. And the driver's license is the more important one. So mm, like, pull over, I got to make sure I have that driver's license. So showing them the picture of my driver's license in my photo album, I, I don't know if that'll work. 
I don't have it, but here's a picture of it. Do you think that's okay? All right, so also in iOS 12, we have screen time. And I have found it very interesting to look at how many times I pick up my phone a day. And also the, uh, the categories that I use my phone for. What's the top category you use your phone for? Um, mine is email. I've looked, mine is always email. It's where I spend most of the time on my phone. But my kids' phones, hmm, Fortnite and YouTube. Hmm. There's a shocker. <laughs> yeah, and, and then they're not liking screen time as much uh, because now that I've upgraded their phones, I'm like, mm, nope, a little bit less Fortnite, a little less YouTube, guys. So as a parent, I love screen time because I'm going and I'm checking and, I, and, I, and I'm making sure they're using the iOS devices in some sort of semblance of sanity. And so how many times do you pick your phone up a day? You know what? I, I don't know. I, I leave it almost, I leave it plugged in and, and turned on like to the side of me where the screen's on the whole time. So I'm always just constantly. See, I, see I find that interesting. I mean, because when I look at how many times I pick mine up a day, it's about 75. And that's a lot to pick up your phone. That's a lot of times to just like sit there and pick up your phone. I'm a little bit more into instant messaging than email. Mine always goes messages, mail, and then probably like maybe phone. But I hardly even use the phone anymore, which is kind of crazy. So, but anyway, with the screen time, you can get activity reports. And for the kids, if you want to talk about a little bit, is that you can use your family's Apple ID to set up screen time for the kids. So this way it becomes easier for you to keep an eye on it. And also they can request more time for you to approve it. Right. <laughs> Which they need to check before they get into a match at Fortnite because it cut them off right in the middle of it. Uh, Boom. <laughs> I found with our household, we try to limit how much game time and we limit the days. So they're not allowed to do games between Mondays and, and Friday either. So we, you can limit on days which days you're allowed to do which stuff. So Apple has some really nice features as a parent, parental controls that are now in iOS 12 that have been needed for a long time. All right, more battery information. So now there's the battery usage chart and settings so that you can see the usage for the last 24 hours or 10 days. Pretty useful. If you travel, absolutely. I think what's the most important thing is knowing what's chewing up your battery life is where I tell people, you know, look at what is actually chewing up your battery life. Do you need to have that? You need to be using that, you know, limit it. Don't have everything running in the background. Location service. There's ways you can optimize, and then this will show you what you need to optimize. And I think that's the most important thing, especially for heavy um, travelers. Uh, those are the people that get affected the most. One of my favorite options is Do Not Disturb. Do you use that? Mm -hmm. uh, I, unfortunately, I don't. My wife does. My <laughs> wife, is, yeah, she has her phone. Do Not Disturb is basically from eight to eight. Um, she, she just is like, nope. I got kids ready in the morning, and once I go to sleep uh, or at nighttime after eight, I, she, I don't want my friends because she has friends that'll text her at 10, 12 at night, not thinking anything about it. And it, she's one of those old school. Why are you texting me at night? Why are you sending me emails at night? Don't, don't, don't contact. Me. Um, you know, I have a perplexing thing that is happening with my phone. Maybe you have an idea. Is that for some reason at five or five thirty in the morning? Apple likes to send me a notification that somebody's trying to use my Apple ID. And do I authorize that? And it may have happened like the night before, not immediately. Kind of bizarre. Yeah. 
So is that what time you turn off Do Not Disturb? No, uh, mine's at 7.30. I put, I mean, I I love Do Not Disturb because you can set it like to be at the end of the day when you leave a certain location or even at the end of a meeting on your calendar. I've always sat here and it's like, it always happens like at five o'clock in the morning. It's like somebody's like resetting a server. And it's like, oh, let's just, let's annoy Kim in the middle of the night. <laughs> Let's wake her up because I do get up at four o'clock in the morning. But those are when I have my great ideas and I come running into the office and say, I woke up with this four o'clock in the morning idea. And then everybody looks at me like going, oh, no, not another one. You know, that was bad. (laughs) I would check to see if you have a calendar item set up to send an email out from your calendar. Oh, you know what? I'll do that. That's a good idea. Good idea. You're so smart. Okay, Rob, we have so much more to talk about, including Memojis. Who doesn't love the new Memojis? All right, it's kind of hokey, but I kind of like them. All right, before we get to all of that, I want to take a moment to recognize one of our partners who help us bring you these Commando On Demand podcasts. There are so many more really exciting things about iOS 12, like Apple Music and Siri. And wait until you hear about the new photo intelligent search suggestions. You're going to love this. And there's one tip that we're going to pass along about Siri that once you hear this, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, why didn't I think of this sooner? It's something you're going to use all the time, especially if you tend to lose your phone a lot. All that and more next as we continue with our special guest today on Commando On Demand, Rob Walsh. All right, let's see. Apple Music is that now there's what? There's a you can. I think I think it's interesting. You can yeah. see what your friends are listening to on the friends mix. Yeah, and that that's their try to go towards the Spotify audience. I mean, I think they're they're really trying to to push down uh, in the age range on those features, which is smart on Apple's part. I mean, you really talk to anyone between the ages of eighteen and thirty, and you talk to them about music. You know, the first thing they're going to mention is Spotify these days, uh, and so. I think these updates make it more friendly to the millennials. So uh, they're good to see. Are people buying music? <sighs> Not unless you're like me and born in the 1960s, I guess, or earlier. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. When I talk to the youngins and the millennials, I don't hear them talking about buying music. It's very rare that they talk about buying a CD or you know, buying an album. I still buy music, but I'm, I, I guess I'm one of the unique ones. Because I always like look at what my son and his friends do and they come over to the house and they sit around the kitchen table and and it's really funny because I'll have like four guys in the kitchen and the kitchen's silent because they're all on their phones. And then every once in a while you'll hear them laughing. I'll sit down like right in the front of them. So like I'm that mom that's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. But I always ask them, you know, like, so what are you doing now? And their answer was, no, we don't buy music. We just get it at YouTube. My 10 and 12 year old, that's where they get all their music is YouTube. Yep, that's where they watch it. To them, music is about a video. That's true. It's not even about just the listening. They, they like to watch the video. So they're always bringing me, hey, watch this song. It's not hear this song, it's watch this song. Okay, is Suri any better or do we have to fire her? I am a Siri fan. I know a lot of people aren't big Siri fans, and I hear it from some of my listeners, and I get some grief, but I have been a big Siri fan. I find I use Siri quite often, and she does a really good job. And, and in iOS 12, 
one of my favorite new features on iOS 12 is now at nighttime, if you have the H-E-Y-S-I-R-I, sorry, <laughs> I, I, it's so hard to say that. I have to apologize to my listeners whenever I say that. But you can now ask her or him to turn on your flashlight. So this is a nice feature at nighttime. You want to find your phone, you say, if you have it, you know, hey, whatever, mm -hmm. uh, set up, you can then say, turn on my flashlight and boom, the flashlight comes on and you can find your phone in the dark room. That's a great idea. Especially when it falls on the floor so you don't step on it. <laughs> now, what about these shortcuts? So you could say like, hey Siri, I'm going to bed and she does everything for you. So there are gonna be some more features with Siri that are rolling out here when 12.1 and that comes out. But yeah, the shortcuts are gonna be nice. The Apple's made Siri better every iteration. Again, I find Siri works really well for me. By the time iOS 12 goes to iOS 13, Siri will be much more full-featured. So you'll see when 12.1 comes out, there's a couple more things coming out here on the on the, the Siri shortcuts. You know, I have found that if you use Siri, then you can appreciate how it works. You have to kind of understand it a little bit. As I notice, like, if my husband says, like, hey, Siri, and, you know, do this, and then he'll say, oh, she's so stupid, you know, or that this never works and things like that. But I use Siri all the time. I mean, up to and including that I won't buy a car unless it has Apple CarPlay in it. I mean, that's how spoiled I am because I want to be able to say, hey, Siri, send a text or send an email or do whatever. Uh, what's the coolest thing you use Siri for? I use it to call, call my wife uh, and send text messages to my wife whenever I'm in the car. So I just can do it hand free. You know, it's like, you know, it's like, uh, I can't do it right now, but I'll do the invocation and then say, call my wife, mobile and then call my wife's mobile phone or call the home phone, or I'll say, send her a text and just send her a text. So I use it uh, hands-free whenever I'm driving. And then I also say, take me to such and such place. So I use her to start the map to take me somewhere. You know what? And it is something that you just have to start using. And then you get accustomed to maybe the little idiosyncrasies of actually getting it to work or him or her to work the way that you want. All right, iOS 12, let's move on to photos because all of us no longer take like 24 photos during a 10-day vacation. We take 24 photos in a second, it seems like. And finding those photos can be rather annoying. Yeah, and you have children, I have children, and so we take way more photos than we need. And then if you get a puppy, oh, God forbid you get a puppy, you take way more photos there as well. So yeah, I'm dealing with thousands of photos in my photo album. I keep all my photos <laughs> from many years back in my photo album uh, on my iPhone. I have the 10s uh, Max with 512, and and half of my, what I've used for storage is for photos. And, and I love being able to search now through it because it was tough. To, if I wanted to find a certain photo before, you know, you start scrolling and scrolling. Oh, and I'm like, what yeah. year was it? Was that 2007, 2008, 2009? When was it? Because I have photos that I have brought in um, that I had an iPhoto that were before I even had an iPhone. So that go, I have photos go back to like 2002, 2003 on my phone. Well, so, yeah. what, what's interesting is that the other day, my 17-year-old son, Ian, came upstairs to my office and he said, listen, uh, you know, we've got to do this page for the senior yearbook and I need like six pictures of me that I look cute in. And I said, okay, so we'll find them. And then we started scrolling, uh, started scrolling down in photos, like so from like 2018, 2017, 2016. And so it was going this fast. And I looked at Ian, I said, Ian, you see how fast the years are going by? This is what happens. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
uh, now when you're in a near-death experience, you, I guess it means your photo app opened up <laughs> and started scrolling. So, but you can find events, people, places, mm-hmm. relative dates. Also, you can combine keywords. So you could say, like, I'm looking for all my pictures of a surfing vacation. And then uh, Cowabunga, you just pop right up. All right, automatic software update. What do you think about that? I tell people to turn it off. Do you? Um, yes, and I'll tell you why. Not every update goes the way Apple planned it to go. And what if you're on a business trip and you, you do an update that you didn't want to do and it breaks your phone? Yeah. Happens. So if you travel, yeah, if you travel at all for work, do not have that turned on. Uh, if you work from home, okay, you don't need your phone for work, fine. Um, I turned it on from my, my dad's iPad so I didn't have to do it every time I visited. Um, but I didn't turn it on for his phone because he needs his phone for work. So you have to pick and choose where you turn that on. And my recommendation to people is before you even update, you force quit all your apps, you do a reset network settings, then you do the update and you come back in and see it. That seems to be the least, where it causes people the least amount of trouble over the years. Apple says, oh, you don't need to do any of that stuff. That's true, you probably don't have to, but it's, I, it's, I think it's recommended that you do. We've seen, I've seen too many reports of things going bad during an update. Yeah, and once it goes bad, it doesn't come back, it doesn't. It's like you go down into that deep, dark abyss, and you're yeah. like, oh, come on back. Please, baby, come on back. Please, 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 just, just for me. Come on, I'll be nice to you. All right, one of my annoying things that I really, it's, it's a little pet peeve of mine, and I'm glad that Apple fixed it, is that when you do that two-factor authentication, which you should have set up on all your accounts, mm-hmm. and then they send you that six or eight-digit code, and you're trying to navigate between your iMessages and that web page to try to remember what that code is, okay? So <laughs> now, yes, bingo, like it automatically appears as an autofill suggestion. Thank you. Yes, I, I can't thank Apple enough. It's one of those about time things. It's really nice. Uh, I just had to use that yesterday, and I was like, wait, do I have to try to remember that code 609? Oh, no, wait, I don't remember that anymore. Just go in. There it is. It popped right in. Yeah, it was always a challenge because you sit there, you're like, okay, I truly have ADD. I'm trying to really focus at this particular moment on six to eight digits. But what were the last two again? Because I totally went someplace else. All right, Rob, this is great. So what else do you like about iOS 12? And maybe there are, when, what are some bad things okay. about iOS 12? Well, you know, I'll go with the good to start with. Um, there are a couple little things that Apple added that, that help in my life. Uh, and I know other users, uh, listeners to my show like 3D Touch on the Note app. So on the Note app, if you now 3D Touch it, one of the options you can pick is scan document. Oh, I so love I don't that. Use, I don't use my scanner anymore. I haven't used my scanner in a long time. I use my iPhone to scan everything into notes and then they just email it. So I use the 3D Touch on the on the Note app, and boom, and I pick Scan Doc, and I don't have to go now and open the Note app, start a new app, then hit the plus symbol, then pick Scan Doc. Now it saves me like four steps. So that one I like. Uh, the other one is 3D Touch on the camera to scan a QR code. So you can do that as well. So those are two nice 3D Touch uh, the tricks that came in. Um, the other one that I really like for the iPhone is now when you're in the keyboard and you're typing in text and you want to edit something, you want to go back up and edit something. If you push and hold on the space bar, it turns the whole keyboard into a trackpad and you can move your cursor around in the text you've just typed to go back in and add a word or edit a word. 
So it's a really quick little way to get up and rather than trying to tap up there on the screen and wait for the little magnifying glass to see if you mo moved it to the right spot, just tap and hold the space bar when you're typing in text and it'll, it'll create a trackpad of your keyboard. You know what, that doesn't sound like it's a big deal, but it's really handy. Oh, so it, it, you do it a couple times and you won't stop ever trying to put that little magnifying symbol on there and try to find if you're in the right spot. You'll switch over to that real quick. You know, Apple made a big deal about the Measure app. About as near as I can tell, all people do with the Measure app is they measure their ruler and they go, yeah, it's 12 inches. <laughs> and, and then they there don't use go. it anymore. <laughs> I haven't heard one person say to me, wow, I use the Measure app all the time. I, I, I guess it was neat that they could do it. It shows off the AR capability, um, but I don't know where in the practical world. Now someone I mean, email me and tell me how you use it in a practical application. I'd be happy to hear. I'm sure there is somebody out there that's found a good application. There's probably like some interior designer, right? Maybe. Someone, yes. There's off-color jokes we can make about it. We won't even go there. I don't see where it has much practical application. I think it's a cute novelty. And when that, that's one of your major new features or apps, <laughs> you're like, mm, well, okay, yeah. maybe not. Okay. Yeah. There was two things they did um, that they added that I really like. One is with AirPods is a live listen. So this is where you can use the mic on your iPhone and you can boost the audio into your AirPods. So if you have a problem hearing, um, now this should not be used at Thanksgiving time when you're at your in-laws where you leave the phone on the table and you go in the other room to hear what they're saying about you. Do not use that for that. <laughs> um, That's yeah, a little sneaky is, little trick there. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to know what they're saying about you behind your back. Uh, this is rather for people that have problems hearing or if you're, you just happen to be in a meeting and there's someone, you're at one end of the conference table and someone's down the other end and you know they're going to be mousy talking, just put your phone down near them and you can sit down the other end of the room and, and hear them better. So that, that's nice and that's easy to set up. Just go to settings, control center and customize and then you can select hearing. But, but you um, can see how it could be misused can't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's totally good. Yeah. Yeah. Thanksgiving time, there'd be a lot of fights at the end of the night. You know what your mom said about me when I wasn't in the room? How'd you know? <laughs> she uh, said, okay, I told you what she said. I could do better. I knew I could do better, but I settled for you. Okay. Well, that would not be the right thing to say. Yeah. Um, the other one, it also involves AirPods. Uh, if you're a podcast listener, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Uh, Apple now makes it a, a possible to skip forward and back um, a certain amount of time. Rather than skipping episodes, you can now skip forward and back time uh, in 15, uh, 10, 15, 30, 45, or 60 seconds. You pick. So, for example, um, with the double click, you can um, forward, you can now skip forward 30 seconds and backwards, you can go back 15. That's how I have it set up. And if you have AirPods, I have my left AirPod set up to double tap. Uh, when I just double tap on it, I skip forward 30 seconds. So that way, if I hear a podcast, I know the intro, I hear it all the time. I can just skip through the intro and get to where I want to get to in the, in the episode. So that, there's a nice little ad there that I liked. Uh, Face ID, for anyone who has iPhone Xs, uh, Face ID finally allows you to have multiple faces, as in multiple meaning two, but it, two is better than one. Uh, <laughs> so that's now available. So now my wife can open up my phone. Overall, you know, there wasn't any bad with iOS 12, I, you know, it's just, I think people have to weigh it that it was really a lot more like 11.5. 
ish. And oh, and the other one that my listeners, I think I had more positive comments on in iOS 12 was Google Maps and Waves uh, being supported in uh, CarPlay. Oh, yeah, the people love that. I mean, it's like, yes, now I can have Waves and Google Maps. Yes. So I think of all the things I heard uh, out of the ones we mentioned, I probably have more people email me about that one, that they love that feature now. So there you have it, the new Apple iOS 12, the inside scoop from the experts. And by the way, if you love being on the leading edge of technology like I do, and you want to know everything about it, make sure you like and subscribe to Rob's podcast. It's called Today in iOS. And of course, I would love it if you could take a few minutes and give me a positive review and help spread the word about Commando On Demand. And if you really want to be on the leading edge of Apple iOS, well, you should be an Apple beta tester. You can sign up right now over at beta.apple.com. Hey, Rob, thanks for joining us. You're amazing. We love that. And thanks for listening. And join me for one of our future Commando On Demand podcasts. I think it's the one coming up next. We're actually going to look at all the cameras that are watching our every single move. Oh, my gosh. Is there anything called privacy anymore? Mm. I don't think so. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.